This month we've been reflecting on vocation and calling. But let's not stop when the month ends, okay? I said to somebody this week, we could be reflecting on this all the time, I think. Let's keep asking questions like, who am I and what is my purpose and what brings me joy? Where am I called to stand and with whom? Listening for your own call, clearing out some time and space where you can hear the longings of your own heart and soul and the leadings of the Spirit, this can seem like an individual pursuit. And to open yourself to these mysteries does require some space for stillness and silence and solitude. But any call worthy of the name does not draw us just into ourselves or into isolation. It inevitably calls us out of our individual selves and into wider and deeper experiences, into connection with others. And this reaching out is good for us, this stretching and growing it is essential for us, I believe, if we want to live good lives and be of use to others. We need a community. One of my teachers about calling, the nun, Elaine Prevalet, writes, she writes, we need people who are willing to risk grounding their lives in values that may make them marginal to the larger culture, who are willing to be responsible with and for and to each other, who are not afraid to ask hard questions. We need them to help us recognize that our own individual gift, who I am, is for something has a unique role to play, a contribution to make. We need them to help us name the gift and find its place within a frame. We need them to keep us accountable and honest and steady in a culture geared toward constant change. The pull of individualism is so strong, she writes, that we cannot afford to go it alone. Maybe you already know this. You're here, aren't you? But it doesn't hurt to be reminded. When I was a boy, people went to church because it was the expected thing to do. People saw it as a civic duty even. These days, fewer and fewer people come to church out of any sense of obligation. And that's a good thing. Some of you tell me you're primarily here for the human connections you find. Some of you are here because you want to be more in touch with the Spirit. Some of you are looking for a place to put your faith and values into action. 
Some of you are here looking for religious education for your children and maybe some faith formation for yourself as well. All of these are good and important and part of a healthy and life-giving spirituality. When I walk through the doors of a UU church for the first time a little over 25 years ago, I had no idea how that vibrant congregation was going to change my life for the better. When someday I'm no longer a parish minister, when I don't have to go to church, when nobody expects me to show up on Sunday morning, I'll still go. I'm pretty sure I'll still go. Because I need the grounding and the connection and the call to be in touch with that which is larger than myself. I need a community, people like you, to be happy and healthy and of use in the world. And I don't think I'm the only one. We are all longing to go home, Starhawk writes, to some place we have never been, a place half-remembered and half-envisioned we only catch glimpses of from time to time. Community. Somewhere there are people to whom we can speak with passion without having the words catch in our throats. Somewhere a circle of hands will open to receive us. Eyes will light up as we enter. Voices will celebrate with us whenever we come into our own power. Community means strength that joins our strength to do the work that needs to be done. Arms to hold us when we falter. A circle of healing, a circle of friends, some place where we can be free. I was meeting in my office on Thursday morning with someone who started coming here about a year ago, and she said how much she appreciates you all in this community, that there's something good and vital happening here. She said she's grateful for how real you are, that we don't pretend we're all the same, that we're engaging with and working on important issues like racism and immigration. She didn't say we're perfect. One thing she mentioned was that it can be hard for new people to find their place here. She mentioned coffee hour where lots of people seem to have regular folks, regular friends that they like to connect with, which reminds me, and I hope reminds you, that it does take some care and attention to widen that circle. You need to be watching if your eyes are going to light up when someone enters, right? It may be a small thing, but it's an important thing that I hope we might commit to practicing every Sunday, being more attentive to those in our midst, particularly those who are newer here.
As the events of the past few days in Washington remind us, as if we needed any reminder, we are living in a sharply divided country. On Thursday evening after that day of intense testimony, some of us from this congregation attended an interfaith Sukkot dinner just up Main Street at Temple Emmanuel. One of us hadn't registered, but he came anyway. He said because he needed to after that divisive day. And it was good. We sat together, people of different faith traditions and of different ethnicities, people from different towns and backgrounds. And we talked about the food that we were enjoying and the Jewish holiday of Sukkot, which calls people to be hospitable and also to be happy and to share that happiness. We talked about poetry and religion and the challenges facing our country these days. We looked into each other's eyes and we heard one another's voices and it was good. And this is what community does. It invites us to see one another and to stretch and grow. It helps us to connect across the differences that could divide us. It restores us to a fuller vision than we can have all on our own. And don't we need more of that? If this month you've been inspired to reflect on your own vocation and calling, I hope you'll keep working on that. You can come today at noon to our monthly Reflecting On series. Today, Reflecting On Vocation and Calling with Joanna. I want to remind you that callings aren't just for individuals. Communities and even countries have callings too. Is it possible, I wonder, that the events of the past week and the past year in which the Me Too movement has been creating a new space in our country, especially for women to speak out, asking men to listen and learn, to own up to our past mistakes, to just try and be better humans, right? Is it possible that this is our country's calling at this moment? To finally do something to throw off the patriarchy, to undo the oppression that has been so painful and damaging? Is this our country's calling to remake our nation, our society, into one in which violence is no longer tolerated or accepted and, God forbid, never celebrated. I'm not saying we're anywhere close to being there yet, but there is an invitation in this moment, isn't there? In this moment when each of us is being asked 
Where are you going to stand? And with whom? And on a different level, what about us right here in this place? What is our calling as a congregation in this time? Where is the energy moving among us? What is wanting to emerge? Who might we be inviting in or reaching out to? Where are we being asked to go? For over the last year or more, I've been in conversation with my friend Dave, who's a professional photographer, about him coming to do a little video about our church to tell people and show people what we're about here. Dave would tell you he's been ready and I have not been exactly putting it at the top priority, but, and that's true. But anyway, some point in time last spring, we met to talk about this. And Dave gave me a little bit of homework. He asked me to write down a few words about you all here in this congregation. Who we are and what do we want folks who are looking for a faith community like this one to know about us. I thought I could dash something off but found this was harder than it sounds to put into a sentence or two who we are and who we aspire to be. If you want to try this, if you have an idea, if something comes to mind, will you please write it down and give it to me or email it to me? So as I pondered this, I pictured you all here thought about some of the things you have shared with me. I felt what it feels like when we are gathered here together. And a phrase started coming to mind, a community of the Spirit. I didn't make it up. It's right there in the first line of the Rumi poem we heard this morning. There is a community of the Spirit. Join it and feel the delight of walking in the noisy street and being the noise. The poem ends this way. Why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Move outside the tangle of fear thinking. Live in silence. Flow down and down in always widening circles of being. When I say a community of the Spirit, I mean a place where we are reminded that we are part of something that is always bigger, that is always more, where we are open to this mystery that we do catch glimpses of from time to time. And when we do, our hearts are moved by all the beauty and the pain and the preciousness of this moment, this day, and this life. We see that our worries and our fears are oftentimes smaller than we imagine, 
that our separateness is an illusion, that we do belong to one another, and it is good. Don't you need such a community, especially these days? Doesn't our nation need more communities like this, putting love at the center? Places where people support one another and keep each other honest. That helps you stay grounded and encourages you to soar. That helps you to work out your own liberation so you can help others find their liberation too. That reminds us that we are kindred pilgrim souls making our way by the lights of the heavens, making our way home. Isn't this our calling? To be led by that spirit, however we understand it, that is larger than ourselves. To be inspired by that spirit of love and justice. To hold open a space for healing and wholeness, to practice every day opening our hearts, opening our hands, opening our arms a little wider, a little wider, a little wider, making room for what is yet to be. Amen. Thank you.